Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Already? <laughs> <laughs> Some technical... I, I didn't oh, do that. Okay. Huh. So Interesting. Well, this yeah. is already sounding better. If you're a faithful Godfather listener, welcome. Yeah. And, and we're a, sorry a, about our apologies last episode. To you. <laughs> did you muddle through? Could you yeah. get to the story? I don't, I don't know if I you don't did. I don't know either. But, Go um, listen to Pyramid Fodder. Exactly. Exactly. Excellent episode. Well, welcome, Fodderheads, listeners, maybe listeners for the first time. This is this is Godfather. This is a uh, uh, couple guys spending some time, hopefully yep. adding some quality to your life. We know there are 750,000 plus podcasts that are out there. And this is our attempt to add a little value to your life. We're going to discuss one of those 750,000 podcasts. So you don't have to, or it inspires you to maybe go and listen and dive a little bit deeper. That's but we're right. just uh, we're going to spend some time together and sharpen sharpen our, our wits, our minds. And if we can take you along with us, uh, welcome. Think of Godfather like a cliff notes of podcasts. We're going to give you the highlights and the things we learned uh, from a particular podcast, and before that, we're gonna we're just gonna have some fun with trivia and uh, discussion, and um, you know, just yeah, a couple of guys trying to be creative, doing something fun. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Tonight is taking a stand fodder, and it, it's under our history and origins. We're gonna dig into some fodder about um, some black athletes and justice. And before we get there, though. Mr. Long, how about let's 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 put you in the hot seat. Let's give you ten questions. I want to um, challenge you because I got eight out of ten. All right, way to go! I, I know. I, That's I'm, I'm, so impressive. Let's see if you can do it. I I okay. I, I, I think you're going to do well. So, okay. these are questions about uh, black athletes and some history surrounding them. So, question number one. Play along, listeners. The all-black basketball team, the Harlem Globetrotters, was formed in what year? 1927, 1938, or 1959? 27. 27 is Keith's answer. And the answer is 1927. You all are right. correct. Formed in Chicago, originally named the Savoy Big Five. Question number two. Strip of the savory? I think the big savory or something I'm, like maybe. that. Maybe. Oh. So S-A-V-O-Y? How'd, okay. I don't know. Maybe. Serious competitors on the court. They won a whole bunch of games. Yeah, and we it. know all about them. 27, though. That's a long time ago. That, yeah. Many variations. I knew, they were in the, I knew they were in that era. Um, so Cool. Yeah. I mean, I, have, you've seen them, right? Oh, yes. Live? Yeah. yeah. A couple times. Yeah. Super fun. Uh, stripped of his heavyweight title in 1967 for refusing induction into the U.S. military, Muhammad Ali regained the heavyweight championship on October 30th, 1974. Uh, with this eighth-round eighth knockout of which prize fighter? So was it George Foreman, Joe Frazier, or Leon Spinks? Oh, uh, I think it was Frazier. Okay, Joe Frazier is the answer by Mr. Long, and the answer is George Foreman. Oh. I believe I got that one wrong myself. Huh. Actually, uh, I, re- I wanted to say Sonny Liston, but then that wasn't... It wasn't uh, a choice. Wasn't Ollie a defended choice. his title, a famous 15-round victory over Frazier on October 1st. Frazier or Foreman? Oh, correct. 
Well, let me keep going. Yeah, the, your, it says correct answer is George Foreman. Your answer is Frazier. So what's this saying? Ali defended his title over Frazier on October 1st, 1975. Uh, relinquished the crown to Olympic champion Spinks in 15. So what's it saying here? Well, the correct answer is George Foreman. I don't know. not sure uh, about their details that they're providing me. I don't know. We might have to look that up yeah. separately, huh? I we think, both have that I right. Because I think Foreman was later. Yeah. I don't know. Weird, weird details. What year did it say? Uh, 1970. This says 1975, but I, I can't go I mean, back to Foreman the... Foreman was still fighting in the 90s. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem right to me. Read but more, correct? We're going to have to go back on that. Go back. We're going to have to look that one. Yep, that we one. will. So we'll have to figure that out. Question three. Credited with breaking the color barrier in baseball, becoming the first... African-American to play in the major leagues. Jackie Robinson played for which team? Dodgers. Yeah, we don't even have to go there. Good job. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, Question four. In 1957, Athea Gibson became the first African-American to do what? She won the U.S. Open Tennis Championship. She joined the Ladies Professional Golf Association. Or she was named chairperson of the President's Council on Physical Fitness and Sports. Oh, I have no idea. I'm going to go with A. A. Okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> she went on to become the first African American to win a singles title at Wimbledon in August of 1957. Question five, halfway there. Star basketball player Michael Jordan led his team, the Chicago Bulls, to how many NBA World Championships in the 1990s. This was actually one that I got wrong. Four, six, or eight? I know. I think it's six or eight. I'm going to go with... I'll go with six. Okay. Keith says six. The correct answer is six. Yes. Bulls won the championship in 1991... Uh, through three in the 96 through eight. All right, well done. Question six. Track and field star Carl Lewis won how many gold medals in the 1984 Olympic Games? Two, four, or eight? 84 mm, Olympics. 84 Olympics. Well, how many different events could he actually yeah. be in? Uh, two, four, or eight? Um, well, he could do... 100 meter, he could maybe do 200 meter, uh, he could do the relay, um, he maybe could have done a 400, or, I'm going to say four. Okay. Because he's a long jumper too, right? Oh, long jump, yeah. Four is correct. Yeah. Well done. Lewis had, has won nine Olympic gold medals in all. Four in 84, 100 you said, 200, four by one, and long jump. Long Two jump. in 88. 100 and long jump, 2 in 92, 4x1, and the long jump. And then also 1 in 1996, the long jump. He was so good. Oh, very good. So good. Question 7. Which track and field star overcame childhood polio to become one of the greatest athletes of her time? Wilma Rudolph, Gail Devers, Florence Griffin Joyner. Wilmer. Yeah. Little uh, prime the pump, right? (laughs) That's right. Coming up. All right, doing very well, sir. Uh, Question number eight. Who was the first player from the Negro League to be elected to Baseball's Hall of Fame? Shoeless Joe Jackson, Oscar Charleston, or Leroy Robert Satchel Page? I'm going to go with Page. Yeah, I believe that is the correct answer. 
Well done. Page was elected to the Hall of Fame in 71. All right, almost there. What do African-American football players Ernie Davis, Archie Griffin, and Tony Dorsett have in common? They all played for Pittsburgh, they all won the Heisman Trophy, or they all led their teams to Super Bowl titles. Mm, what, uh, Ernie Davis, Archie Griffin, and Tony Dorsett. I'll I'll say Heisman. Okay. Heisman is correct. Boom. Well done. Last question. Number 10. Who was the first woman athlete to win five medals at one Olympics? Was it Jackie Joyner-Kersey, Marion Jones, or Gail Devers? Come on, Keith. This is it. Oh, boy. Um, Devers, Joyner, or Marion? Marion Jones, Jackie Joyner-Kersey, or, yeah, Gail Devers. Um, I'm going to go with Jackie Joyner-Kersey. Okay. The answer is Marion Jones. Mm. Marion Jones bagged five medals at the 2000 Sydney Australian Games. Hmm. Tied, sir. Eight out of ten. Well done. Boom. We need a little... Do you have, like, clapping oh, yeah, feature or something? Um, we need to add that. Add that in. Yes. Eight out of ten. I think that's well done. I'm pretty good. And, and pretty good. maybe nine. Yeah. Well, we do Frazier. need to go back and look at that one. Yeah. We'll to tune in. Well, do you remember the, the year? I'm, I'm, 75? I'm going to try and pop it up and see what it says again. I thought it actually said 74, and then the details were kind of messed up. So, stripped of his heavyweight title in 67 for... Oh, that was... Yeah, that's, this is the question, right? Yeah. For refusing induction to the U.S. military, Muhammad Ali regained the heavyweight championship on October 30th, 1974 with an eighth round knockout of his prize fighter. It's Joe Frazier. Yeah. So we got 9 out of 10, unless you answered Correct that one Correct answer. It, no, I'm, I did. I said, that's it. We, we did get 9 out of 10 because mm-hmm. it says it here again. Mm-hmm. Correct answer, George Foreman. Your answer, George or Joe Frazier. The and Thrilla I, and Manila. I, rem, I remember yeah. that. I did, a, I did a report on Muhammad Ali. Well so done. I was, I was, nice. I was, Wait, that's an yeah. excellent yeah. pickup. Yeah. We need to, um, this is fact monster, not so factual. No, no, they blew that. But then they kind of, <laughs> when they did the paragraph, it sounds like they were. Yeah, not very worded. They just put well, the wrong thing. Question even. Yeah, I don't All know, right, you know. yeah. very nicely done. Right. That's that's getting us warm up. So right. we've we've got um, we had a whole episode on this superhero yes. fodder. Superhero fodder. Yeah. So we've got uh, our, our segment now, listeners, where we have a hero and a villain, and we're still kind of developing this a little bit. Mm-hmm. But we each brought one of each. Yep. And then whether or not they really come up against one another is it's, it's sort of about you know why and. Um, thoughts surrounding that character i'm kind of wondering if you have the same ones that i do today I, no. I just i just kind of feel like you might i struggled with my um villain a little bit because i went th- this this topic got me well into just facts yeah rather than fiction so it's hard for mm. me to bring myself back and forth we'll okay. talk about well, that i'm purely in the fictional world well and, so what and... start us off do you want to do your your villain or your hero i'll um i'll do my villain okay because uh uh, me and the kids just finished watching uh, Star Wars, okay, uh, the trilogy, and nice. so my villain is Vader. Oh, Darth Vader. Nice. So, who uh, obviously, spoiler alert, if you haven't 
finished watching Star Wars. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but but hopefully by now you have. And he, he, obviously he's a little more redeemed at the end. But um, for 99 percent of the movies, mm-hmm. uh, he is um, a bad guy. Yeah. And um, and I think uh, I think he's a great. He plays a great complex villain with a history. Um, obviously he's got, uh, the, the, the force down, the Jedi, uh, powers, uh, the dark side of the force, uh, which theoretically, um, at least if we look at the emperor, uh, could be a titch more powerful, Mm -hmm. maybe. I mean, Mm -hmm. Yoda was kind of, you know, he was pretty awesome too and, um, could do a lot of things, but, um. Anyway, Vader. I chose Vader. Uh, obviously, got the mind mind control, uh, mm. mind reading. Um, you know, an expert uh, swordsman. Yeah. Um, uh, with uh, for sure the lightsaber, um, and uh, intelligent. I think very intelligent, strategic uh, in his um, his evil doing, and uh, yeah, just a just a badass. Yeah. You know. Super uh, bookended for me, if I can comment a couple pieces on when I first saw him, just as a young kid and watching him enter, just the the black on the white and uh, how he just handled himself during that whole episode. And then my other end of that, that bookend would be if you've seen Rogue One, and that's the kind of the background story before the original Star Wars. And Mm -hmm. he's, he's throwing... These guys across the yeah, he's chopping them down and, and throwing them across the the ship and choking them. Yeah, I mean, truly. I mean, um, just the the scene where he with his fingers yes. and he just like you know silences the guy and yeah. you just you can just picture him like grabbing the Adam's apple and just like <laughs> like choking it. it but, he, but he's from across the room and it's just yeah. like the guy, the actor, did a great job of like, oh, uh-huh. oh, you know, like. Um, I find your lack of faith disturbing. disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love it. Yeah. All right. So I got to give my hero to that. Yeah. All right. Well, again, somewhat based on the fact that I just watched this movie uh, and needing the little girl power, I'm, I'm bringing Wonder Woman to the table. Okay. So Princess uh, Diana. So she's the DC world if you're uh, a comic book uh, Marvel person. This is the DC side. Princess Diana, her history is being uh, on this island, apparently kind of sculpted from clay, um, daughter of Zeus, and just some Mm. interesting connections related to that. Mm. Um, The movie, as an aside, is is very well done, if you have not seen that yet. Um, It it does pull together the the gods piece, and that, that actually is the part that was a little bit off for me. As you suspend reality within these movies, right? You know, you're like, all right, you, you pushed it a little too far. <laughs> Maybe you went a little too far, but so super strong. She's got some, uh, you know, cool things like uh, a, a plane that you can't see uh, lasso that uh, makes you tell the truth, lasso of truth, uh, indestructible bracelets, just all these kind of things. A tiara, which I don't know how strong that is in the 21st century, yeah. but. Um, it, it does provide her with, um, again, some more devices. But putting these two super strong, and again, that mm-hmm. movie in particular versus the comic books themselves, just 
holds her own against other males and females and the setting is in um the world war and surviving the different things that happen so up against darth vader though i mean those are those that's are a pretty epic fight yeah, right there that's um, um those are i know which clashing. way i'm going well <laughs> yeah um, no i mean i'm i'm leaning wonder woman are you yeah i don't know I mean, I mean, Vader... It's tough because he's got... Well, are we doing, like, a straight-up fight? Where, like, true. he's got his saber and she's got her lasso thing? Yeah. Well, then it's probably Vader. That's true. We, um, when we were doing superhero fodder, we kind of were doing that a little bit with, you know, with those But I think characters. with her quickness... Well, but, you know, he moves pretty quickly, too. Um, but with her quickness and ingenuity and ability to it's true. Uh, endure... I, I, no, I think you convinced me. I suppose w- without the lightsaber, for sure. I, th- yeah. I think you oh, have yeah. to lean toward Wonder Woman. Uh-huh. Um, but with the lightsaber, you know, and his, it'd be it, it would be interesting because she's so strong and and has these uh, skills. But you know, but how much is he the doing uh, exactly? He's got the force. So how much is he going to be doing? You know, things like you know from across the way, like and and is there a defense for that? Right, I. That I don't, uh, that I don't know. Yeah, that might be a draw. Yeah, that might be a draw. You might have to add some criteria, but yeah. we need some listener uh, uh, some, uh, some participation. Feedback. Who 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 is your winner? Yeah, Vader versus Wonder Vader Woman. Vader versus Wonder Woman. All right, so who's your villain? My villain. This was I struggled a little bit. I, again, Darth Vader did come up. You're, you're right. Um, the um I, I if you're are you a star trek fan we've never talked mm-hmm. about star trek I, I, well um, yeah the cutest of borg i was thinking that some borg um no, not, not 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 that good i don't, not, I don't, don't know, know that yeah, well yeah, yeah. um so it's going that route a little bit uh again with some of the history here that we're going to talk about so came back though to um the nemesis of of your superhero fodder and your your hero so I've got Hans Gruber. <laughs> so recap, listener, the last time, the first time we did this, my hero was John McClane. Uh-huh. Uh, I couldn't pass up on him. And uh, and then uh, you got Hans Gruber. Uh, so Hans Gruber, listeners, yeah, yeah. I mean, taking you back to Die Hard. Uh, and, and why? Uh, again, back to the, the superhero fodder episode. So I had um, Professor Moriarty. I guess for me, the, the villains are, it, it's... It's being cruel, evil, mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. that spin, but also being brilliant mm-hmm. and, and outthinking, outwitting, if you will. I, I honestly have thought about it since, and I, I think I might say Moriarty over McLean. Yeah? I mean... I, again, it sort of depends on the, the, yeah, the scenario, the setup. depends on the challenge. A physical, obviously, McLean, yeah. but, um, but Moriarty was so good that he wouldn't allow someone to get near him. Yeah. Exactly. So that's where it's kind of like he could mess with you enough, you know. Yeah. Um, so in that vein, that's yeah. where I went with Hans, Hans Gruber, Gruber because I'm I'm super impressed, and especially the scene of when he's up when they're up on the top of the the building, right? And he's acting like he's just one of the the mm-hmm, workers that mm-hmm. got caught, separated from the group. Yeah. Um, has an American accent, uh-huh. just so yeah, so good. well done, and so framing that along with he's he's just stealing, but 
but he's not just stealing. So it's right. set up like a terrorist attack. I mean, uh-huh. I I just I think that would that's a really neat. Well, um, he would be a worthy opponent. However, villain. I'm pretty sure the Black Panther would take oh, him down. Okay, I think I think so. So why so, the Black Panther? Uh, Black Panther, so good. Um, super strength, uh, speed, stamina, reflexes. Mm. Um, you know uh, the the thing that I especially liked about the Black Panther. I mean, all those things were awesome. Um, you know, durability. Um, you know, but it's the healing capacity that oh. the special um, ability to um, you know enhanced healing that he was able to um, you know heal himself. Uh, you know, when when obviously faced with a lot of challenges and physical and um yeah uh that he that he possessed that which um you know superman and wonder woman and you know that they um obviously aren't really getting wounded so that that's what i kind of like about black panther is that he can get wounded sure but then he models healing Hmm. you know which which i think is um particularly cool for a superhero yeah because uh, you know again we think in, they're invincible and they can't be heard and you yeah. know which is why i haven't used superman yet because it's like no and like you just can't <laughs> beat superman yeah. but like i really like um i like that uh that black panther shows this you know this ability to sure. to heal but you know obviously just the, the lightning fast and the, the reflexes and Having that panther-like, you know, um, senses to be able to—I mean, that's the stuff that I think is yeah. is just so cool about mm. uh, the Black Panther. Yeah, Gruber would be like, mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, it would set it up well, but I mean, he no, Black, the, Black Panther. There's no challenge there. I, like, it would be an interesting piece though if you give Gruber the uh, the time to frame some things potentially sure. and yeah. go in. Well, and... It would be nice to see, or not nice. It'd be interesting to see uh, the 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 mental messing around with. Yes, but, um, exactly. Again, but, but I mean, when they get in the same building, mm-hmm. uh, it's just no contest. Game over. Yeah, <laughs> get it. <laughs> So, oh, yep, preparations, of course, this is going to be, all right, we'll get there. Two. Mm, Two ads. Two ads, all right, this is what we were trying to do with the transition, here we go. Listeners, it's time for some pod fodder. Specifically, we're looking at an episode on Throughline, though a related sidebar comment to that. It also shows up on NPR's Code Switch. Oh. I don't know if you... I found that interesting just huh. as, as a related um, comment. But Throughline is the episode that we listen to on the shoulder of giants. So this is a podcast about... 
uh, black athletes from August 29, uh, just just this past summer, 2019, where they are standing up and utilizing their um, their sport as a means to draw attention to justice, um, injustice. civil rights, injustice, exactly, as a mm-hmm. whole. Um, and that process. And they, they're gonna, we're going to talk about three athletes in particular, but I, I wanted to set the stage briefly about going back a little bit. And sh- another shout-out to a different podcast called uh, 1619. Have you heard of that one? I have not. So, again, Keith and I listen to a, a, a ton of podcasts in anticipation of, you know, what's out there? What should we talk about? What's the fodder? And this is, uh, I found it new and, and noteworthy. I think it started just this this past summer. 1619 is the actual date when, um, basically, when slavery, when African uh, Africans were brought over to um, what will become the United States of America. But at the time, it's it's uh, just the British colonies. Uh, and it was a pirate ship, and they were needing some supplies. It was called the White Lion, and they needed to trade for some supplies in order to continue on their way. And they had these, these humans. And so they traded the humans for supplies, um, and thus began uh, many, many years, unfortunately, of of slavery. So this podcast, again, this relates then to On the Shoulder of Giants because it sets up and they talk about how this has just been a part of our of our history, of our country, from Thomas Jefferson and his writing the Declaration of Independence. And did you know that he had um, a brother-in-law who was uh, a slave, a black, um, a black individual. Yeah, I, I didn't know either. No. I know he. I, I believe we know that he had relationships with his yeah. slaves and whatnot. Well, so did his father apparently, um, huh. and so he had a brother-in-law. While he's sitting here writing the Declaration of Independence, knowing that whatever he was writing about wasn't going to be uh, capable of happening for his own his mm. own family half brother. And I found that super amazing. Uh, and so this is the part that will start to move into our On the Shoulder of Giants is that he actually added in a line within the Declaration of Independence where uh, basically blaming the king, saying, you know, this is what's happening. You had slaves over there. We're trying to break free from that. Here's what's going on with it. And slavery is never mentioned in the Declaration of Independence, not until the amendments show up and abolish mm. slavery, which is also an yeah. interesting fact. Um, but those that were going to vote on this thing passing said, what are you doing? What, you can't you can't have that in there. I mean, they, they wanted those workers. They needed that, yeah. that those slaves to be able to do that work. So they struck the line. Uh, and therefore, this whole, it's just hypocrisy, right? That we're going to have freedom for all. And here except. he was, except for dun 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 right? Uh, oh, God, so close. So close. And so, with that, all these years of individuals fighting, um, and again, the hypocrisy that's a part of this, they knew they were violating it, and yet they moved it in um, to what was to become... Um, almost again. Sorry to say, uh, of the Declaration of Independence is what it's mm-hmm. called, and and it's not. So many years later, all right. This is so you're thinking 1776, right? Um, and afterward, during Reconstruction, this lowest period, the Great Nadir 
that goes into the 1900s starts our fodder for tonight, which is about three athletes. The first one being Jack Johnson. What do you know anything about this guy? Did you know uh, anything? about I didn't this know guy? anything about Jack Johnson until uh, I listened. So what do you think made him, I mean, so listening to it, what do you think made him be the first where an individual, so he's, he's a, a boxer and he's, he's grown up fighting and now he yeah. has an opportunity to step up and um, continue to do that. And he becomes the, the champion of the world, sort of, right. because he's only the black champion. They don't allow him to be able to fight any whites. Uh until then, they right. say, hey, I, I want to be able to, to fight. Well, whites. I mean, as with any other case, the only reason we hear about him is because of his excellence. Yeah. He was superior. Uh, and he um, he knew it. And he was, you know, egging on this the, the white champion um, to get his chance to prove that he was the best. Yeah. Um, rightly so. And rightly good so. for him. And, and then he, he actually gets that opportunity because he pestered this guy so much. And then he he dominates the fight. Yes. Um, and I thought it was just so interesting how he didn't want to... He wasn't playing the race card ever. Mm. He just wanted to be the best. Right. And um, and the, the race stuff followed him and um, basically ends up kind of leading to his his downfall but he never said he never made it into you know um a a, a social justice issue it it just kind of was with him because he was just that good yeah and he was african-american in fact in many ways the media and we'll talk about that i think throughout these three athletes they they bring this about he like you said he he wanted to be the best uh, and eventually then, trash-talking is the other athlete was uh, Tommy Burns. He, they, they finally fight. But while, while Jack Johnson is, is winning and then uh, more whites are trying to take him on, it, it just becomes something that is out of control because the, they bring in the law. And the law gets involved because Jack Johnson, he's doing things that blacks weren't typically doing. Right. Driving, yep. driving cars, dating white women, mm-hmm. going to hotels where he shouldn't be going. Uh, and eventually they have to step in. And the, the different states had immoral relationship laws. If you can believe it's that, it's just a total setup, and it's just—it is just exactly so, right. So ridiculous that he ends up getting in all this trouble um, wrongly and and purely because people just hated that he was good. They yeah. hated that he was excellent. You yep. know, I mean, it's it's it kind of reminded me of um, you know the hurricane. Remember, I, um, yep. you know the, yep. the the song that Bob Dylan wrote about the boxer who gets framed for. You know, rape, and again, like it, it wouldn't if he was just okay. You know, um, maybe he still would have been targeted, but it's that when you're winning and and you you know you're you're viewed as you know um, inferior, like it just oh, and I I I just can't even. It's just it's so it's so depressing and angering. It, it is. So he he they actually did bring him to trial. Uh, they they found him guilty. Well, I mean, he, I think he married the, a, a white woman, uh-huh. so of course you're going to be guilty in that regard. So he goes off in exile. Um, eventually, does come back and serves his time. But 
basically that that was his end. Is yep. he no longer yep. is going to be able he to box? Went on he limelight had to, and had, had, to, to leave. had to flee and and taken from him. There, there's yep. just no other yep. way to say it. Is yep. the they they took it? They robbed him of it. Yeah, and he was doing so well right. to have that happen. And it would take 22 years late before another uh, African American would mm-hmm. become a, a mm-hmm. boxing champion. 22 mm-hmm. years. Yeah. So they transition then. Jack Johnson lays this foundation. Again, the, the heading of this on the shoulder of giants. So we're building on um, mm-hmm. each each athlete. 50 years later then, cause, so this was about, uh, Jack Johnson was born in 1878. That's why I did that big setup. Because now here was an, an actual athlete living during this time. And now we get 50 years later into Wilma Rudolph, who was born in 1940. And she, they called her the Black Gazelle, and she was born born in Clarksville, Tennessee, raised there, and had polio when she was four years old. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine uh, having such a, a disease um, or infliction. I don't even know how you define that exactly anymore. But uh, it took her, uh, it took her out. Uh, Twenty of twenty-two children, but she perseveres and she comes off and learns to walk again and run again. And at 16, she's winning uh, a bronze in the Olympics Mm -hmm. and then goes on to win gold medals, three gold medals. And it sounded like, I mean, and I, again, I, I, I hadn't really heard of her, um, which we'll get to in in a second, probably why I hadn't heard of her. But I mean, it just sounded like she was the Jesse Owens. Mm. Like she just, yep absolutely obliterated the competition she was far and away the best runner of her her generation um but then she um starts to speak out Mm -hmm. and she takes uh her platform and her fame and she um begins to again um uh work uh for the good of others and uh she gets that part of her life gets totally ignored yeah the media sees what they want to see they see a star athlete and they nobody touches Mm -hmm. the activism and advocacy that she was doing on the side and she was doing some pretty awesome things but nobody in the media wanted to even go there in and out of our country i mean it, it started with being sent off um to have some some protests about the Cold War and the Soviet Union and the different things that are happening there, uh, and then comes back to the U.S. and continues to do those things because rightly so she she should she's not yeah. being treated properly and right. like wait a minute you might be able to do that over here Senegal or wherever you were but but not not here yeah and and it just it totally um, and then. As a result of her outspokenness, um, she gets kind of just cut off mm-hmm. and and falls back into and not not even falls back. You know, she just falls into irrelevance because they just didn't know what to do with somebody right. like that. And hers even so, not only black but also a female uh, in the sixties. Yeah. I mean, more power to sexism her and, and racism. Just... Oh my goodness. So the media didn't support it. She's only about 23 during all, because she was so successful early on as a teenager uh, that, you know, she's not going to get sponsorships 
from companies. Uh, and like you said, just sort of pitters well, away, it. unfortunately. You know, People wouldn't it. know about it unless you right. dig dig down into it. Which happens to the next person. Yep. Okay, so we get to the final shoulders that we're going to be on, which is Chris Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is the 90s now. So this yeah. is this is not, you know, in, in the 1900s, early right. 1900s of Jack Johnson. We're 1990s. Uh, Chris Jackson and the Denver Nuggets. What do you know about him at all? I yeah, I, I remember him too well. I remembered him, and and when they said Denver Nuggets, then I knew exactly who they were talking about. Okay, um, was it Mah- Mahmoud Ab- Abdul Rauf? Yep, you got yeah. it exactly. Yeah. So he had gone. Um, he changed his name. He's now a Muslim in the NBA, and the the timing, in his case, probably mm-hmm. couldn't have been worse because mm-hmm. this is the timing where athletes. Are not they don't want to be that yeah. uh, role model. In fact, they have a clip in this episode about it's Charles Barkley. That's yeah. that's the phrase. Is he says, "I'm not a role model. Let your parents or things like that be that. I don't want to do it." But it's the timing too of the '80s and '90s where capitalism and sports. You're getting these sponsorships. You're making a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And here's one of the top athletes, uh, and because he actually is not in agreement with the things that are happening and starts to speak out he's he's it's it's Colin Kaepernick before Colin Kaepernick yeah, yeah. he's he's standing for the flag but he's 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 praying during this time well, but he didn't he was avoiding oh, seat, it seated first right and then that he was he didn't the... even come out for it okay he was, that's he, was correct. he was finding other things to do like stretching or be in the locker room he wouldn't that's even right. come out for it then some some journalists, yep, media again, you know, noticed and brought it to the attention, and then they then he started. They basically made him stand for mm-hmm. it, um, but he justified it in his head by praying uh, during it. But he stood. Um, but it was after that that they again just slowly started to isolate, cut him off. Bench him. Yep. Um, minutes went down. To you know, minutes did went, not and again, play. this was a star. Like yeah. he was a phenomenal basketball player. Um, and you know, Kaepernick was. He made his team made the Super Bowl. Like he was a good quarterback too. You yeah. know, like I wouldn't say he was fantastic, but I mean, he wasn't terrible. Yeah. And and you know, he's still not playing in the NFL because of his you know activism. And, right. The uh, same thing happened. Um, you know, to to uh, Rauf. I mean, he just. And then and then they made it into this. Oh, is this because of his religion? And then that added on to this, like, you know, um, basically like uh, phobia, you know, Islamophobia. Like, right. oh, it's because he's you know he's he's a Muslim, and and that's why. And then it, you know that created, and it was just like his rationale was, I see what this country does, um, and I'm not happy with it. Yeah. And I'm not going to stand for it. And and he he commented on that. And unfortunately, they took that out of context a little bit, where he's talking about the flag as a symbol, and he's just saying it 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 does mean these things about our country, but it also means oppression. It also means tyranny. And for him, for sure, it did. But they're just taking those two words, right. and the media just exploded with it, and there went his career. Yeah. Hard, hard to believe. And as two white guys sitting here, like, we just, you know, it's, we don't really, we'll never really get it, um, but we call attention to it and can be maddened by it. And, um, 
And we and, and I, we do want know, to do that. We want. Right. I mean, my perspective has has widened because when I look at that, we've got to be able to realize that no matter what we're talking about, the symbols and things that there are a lot of perspectives surrounding that. Mm-hmm. And here's he's entitled to his his perspective, um, and not even getting the right or wrong. That it's just yeah. he's a human being, and he had a perspective about it, and it was an accurate one for him. Yeah. To then turn around and take away his career. And take away in many ways his life. I mean, maybe we're there. Maybe the next person in the end talking yeah. about LeBron James and again Colin Kaepernick is is part of these pieces. But are we standing on the shoulders and trying to to be better, right. or are we trying to well, just it, ignore? For it? me, it's just really, uh, and I, we got to wrap it up. But what's really hard for me is, you know, since when does the the national anthem require mandatory? participation yeah. it just it just totally flies in the face of what, what it, it is, is. Uh, so we go back to <laughs> thomas jefferson and, like we're trying to write the declaration of independence but the hypocrisy it's, there. it's just being <laughs> when you're when you dare to be different and you dare to actually do the very thing for which the thing stands for you know and, and that freedom um and getting getting so uh, it, it isolated out and ostracized and um, it, it's just it, it just baffles me mm. um, and then for Kaepernick to just totally get yeah we could go on for another um, no. another 40 minutes so but, hopefully uh, we've 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 peaked tweaked I don't know your interest and like your, yeah. get your ideas flowing. I right. mean, history fodder. This is a new segment yeah. uh, in our Godfather, and we like it, and hopefully you like it too, and uh, you learn a little something. Maybe it lights a fire and motivates you a little bit, um, uh, as it as it surely has for me. So we're gonna have a different Jack Johnson take us out. Dreams are so relaxed.